For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone. Hello, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something, where our goal every week is to help you in your quest to be the best in sales, business, and life. As we've said before, we found that many of the principles and the techniques and ideas that we share in one aspect of your life can carry over and help you to be successful in all of the other areas. And I am really excited about our show today. But first of all, I just want to thank everyone for the support and the listenership that we are gaining Every month. I mean, I am, I am in awe and very appreciative. Just in the last month alone, we've gained like 4,000 listeners. So please continue to tell your friends and colleagues and family members about the show because we want to help you get better. We want you to reach your goals and your aspirations in life. And we know if we can help you do that, then we as a company, as an organization, as a radio show, we'll get everything that we possibly want, but we have to help you first. So our topic today is how to identify and sell to the personal needs of your clients. And it doesn't matter what business you're in, you're ultimately in the business of building relationships. And bottom line is people buy from people first and foremost. Then they buy your company or your products or services. And people also have a tendency to buy from people they can relate to in some way, people that they feel there's a connection to. And all clients have personal needs that need to be considered and met while you're also meeting their organizational needs. So we're going to talk about personal needs today, but I want to go back and make sure that you're clear on organizational needs, and then we're going to tie the two together. Okay, now we talked about a little bit in one of my recent shows, we talked about the three levels of decision makers. We talked about the TLC, the top level contact, and that individual will normally have titles such as, let's say, CEO, president, um, CFO. They have what they call the the C-suite or the CXO. You fill in the blank in the middle. Okay, and. These are the individuals that ultimately approve decisions in organizations, okay? They may even have the title of an owner or a principal in a smaller organization. But ultimately, they're the ones that make the decision. And then uh, below them, or excuse me, they approve the decision. Then someone below them, we'll call the decision maker. The decision maker actually makes the decision, but once he or she has made a decision, they pass it up to the TLC, and the TLC basically blesses it. Now, the person that's on the lowest rung 
is normally someone who's in purchasing. It could be an office manager or an assistant of some type, a procurement officer, and if you, in some aspects, it could be someone in facilities. Now, contrary to popular belief, a lot of people tend to believe that they actually make the decisions because that's what they tell us. And in reality, rarely do they make the decisions. They normally make a recommendation. They'll make the recommendation to the decision maker who makes the decision, and then the decision maker sends it up top to the TLC, and the TLC blesses the decision. Now, the key is this. The TLC also has the capability to veto or deny a decision that's made by a decision maker, someone below them. They rarely do it, but they do have that ability. And I can count on one hand in my 33 years of being in sales and business the number of times uh, I felt like I was being treated unfairly. And I am so glad I had that relationship with that individual that was in the TLC spot because I could approach them uh, just on the QT, just as a sidebar, and inform them of some things that I was experiencing, and they would tactfully work with uh, the people below them to see that I was treated fairly. That's not a card you want to play often, uh, but if it's for all the marbles, you have to play the win. You have to be in it to win it. So we identified the the three basic tiers of individuals involved in making the decision. And what we've said before is, is too many times we are fearful of going after that higher level individual because we are fearful we're going to make a mistake or we'll say the wrong thing or we'll mess up and we'll never be able to get into that account again. So we have a tendency to take the path of least resistance and we'll pursue the lowest level person who has the least impact on the sales process. So now that we understand the tiers of the individuals that's involved in making the decision, let's talk about very quickly the organizational needs of a company, and we need to be mindful of and and definitely consider. I I mentioned that the TLC has three primary concerns, and these are the concerns basically for the organization. I call them the three Ps, and the three Ps basically stand for profitability, performance, and perception. Profitability, performance, and perception. And let's just kind of talk about under profitability some examples. You know, under profitability, they're, they're concerned about maintaining or improving monetary results, the top line as well as the bottom line. And they're always looking at controlling cost. And a, a, a good example might be a VP of sales of a company wants to bolster the revenue and improve profits. So in that situation, I've had people call me in uh, and to, to do training, to, to better develop their, their sales professionals. And as a result, we've been able to see phenomenal, tremendous uh, uplifts in, in the profitability and, and in their profit margins. And we've also been able to see the sales cycle reduced. Or it could be something like an IT manager is looking for ways to reduce costs. They want to keep the service from going down as much. They want the software to run more efficient and effective. These types of things impact profitability. And then, uh, so we talked about profitability. And then we want to talk about performance. And performance basically has to do with maintaining 
or improving workflow? How can the people be more efficient and effective? How can we get better use of the real estate that we are leasing or that we own so we can get more efficiency and use out of it? And it could be even around technology. How can we help this technology help our people better? How can we uh, maintain the technology more efficiently? So performance, workplace performance, uh, workforce performance, and work tool performance. People, real estate, and technology are the primary areas I found most customers are looking to get improved performance from. Okay, So we talked about profitability. We've also talked about performance. And next we need to talk about image. Uh, An image basically is referring to improving their prestige or credibility. Well, improving their perception to who? Well, it could be their stockholders. It could be their employees. It could be their customers. It could be the public at large. It can even be their competitors. So these are the areas and these are some examples of what we're talking about in specifics when we refer to profitability, performance, and perception. Then let's talk about in depth some of the organizational needs that we have to consider when we're pursuing or going after a company. Let's talk about some of the organizational issues. And and really, there are several types of organizational issues. We have basically um, organizational issues that originate internally, okay? And some of these issues could include new objectives, uh, new goals and targets. It may even include or... Reorganization, that may be a part of it. It could be a merger or an acquisition, and you'll see this quite often where a company is acquired by another company as a result. Uh, Policies change, departments change, departments are merged together. In many cases, what I found is in any time there's change in an organization, there could be a possibility of an opportunity for you to serve them. Sometimes if the company is growing, there's an opportunity. Sometimes if they are downsizing, that may be an opportunity for your products or your services because the people who are remaining have to be even more efficient. They have to be even more effective. I found sometimes when a company is downsizing, you, you think they will not spend money. As a matter of fact, they will spend money when they're downsizing because the majority of people who are left after a company has been downsized, they don't say, oof. I'm glad I dodged a bullet. Let me get back to work. No, the people who are remaining are saying, okay, that was the second wave, but will there be a third wave? Um, Should I be preparing my resume? Am I going to be next? So many cases, in many instances, I found organizations, corporations, and companies will do something with the remaining employees to let them know that, hey, We had to make some tough decisions to keep this boat afloat. Now that the boat is afloat, we have to get it moving in the right direction again. So we're going to provide you with some new equipment, some new tools, uh, a better designed workstation to help us get this ship 
moving in the right direction. Okay, let's refocus. Let's get ready to, to get this ball rolling again. So even understand, even when there's a downsizing or a recession or something of that nature, there's still opportunity. Uh, okay, okay, so there can be expansions in operations. There could be growth. Uh, there could be changes in outsourcing policies. I, it's happened in my industry in many instances. A lot of times when things get tough, sometimes training departments may be adjusted or changed, and they will consider outsourcing things instead of having to have someone on their payroll. All right? It could be productivity pressures. It could be the fact that now they have to get more production out of the same amount of people. That may be an answer or reason they have to consider what you provide. It could be a new product that they're trying to launch and go to market. I had one of my my students uh, in one of my classes. She said to me, you know, I went back and talked to one of my my customers and they said as a result of using one of our products, they got their new product launch to market two years ahead of time. And I said, okay, well, did you identify what the enhanced or improved profitability was as a result of getting something to market two years ahead of time? And she said, wow, you know, I really didn't. I say that's a good thing to know because that's something you can use as a, as a testimonial when you talk to other clients and you're talking to them about why they should move forward with your products. Okay, so it could be these and other reasons why it makes sense to use your products. And as I said, a lot of these can uh, originate internally. They can originate internally. And we're going to talk about also functional issues because functional issues basically can happen at the departmental level. Okay? So, un- oh, wow. I tell you what, it's time for our break. This time goes by so quickly, and I'm so excited. I want to I get you as much information as possible, things that I want you to consider as you are positioning yourself to gain a new customer or to get into a competitively held account. So we're going to continue to talk about this when we come back from the break, but it's time for our first short break, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and we'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you've ever wanted to know the inner workings of how auctions work, you'll want to tune in to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. Auctions establish markets and commerce that affect everyone in our country. Whether it's land, real estate, livestock, automobiles, collectibles, or household goods, people are turning auction items into cash in nearly every business market in the world. You can find out more about this unique and engaging industry every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Does money drive you or does it serve you? When you listen to Money in Your Life, you'll discover the answer to that question. 
Tune in as hosts Brian Barr and Ann Hutchins bring you thought-provoking discussions designed to help you understand and assess exactly how money operates in your life. Take control of your personal finances. Money in Your Life is broadcast live every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make your money work for you. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynergroup.com. That's T Y E at T Y E M A N E R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. And I am your host, Ty Maynard. And our show today, basically, we're talking about how to identify and sell to the personal needs of your clients. But I want to go back first and just talk about the fact that we needed to be clear as well on what their organizational needs were. And then when we match that, we clearly understand the organizational needs and we understand their personal needs. That improves our odds of winning their business and maintaining them as a long-term customer. And and, and also that helps to, to create what we call customer intimacy. All right. So we're talking about organizational issues and uh, there are some issues that happen outside of the company's control. For example... It could be the the economy. You know, we had no control over what happened in the economy in 2008 through 2010 and maybe even beyond that. Uh, but interest rates can impact uh, their organization. Inflation can uh, impact them. The level of the money supply, even the level of unemployment. There sometimes is just not a, a pool of the knowledge base that a company needs. It could be federal or state laws. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, with the the new laws regarding health care, I'm seeing where many organizations are being impacted now in the health care industry, whether it's insurance or whether it's health care providers. This is external, and it's, it's making a difference on how they do business. So, you know, it's the state of the economy. It could be competitive challenges you know com- competition is healthy and i welcome it because competition as a rule helps us to be more creative it helps us to be more tenacious it helps us to not take customers for granted so i i think competitive challenges is not a bad thing as well as changes in technology i remember in 19 i think it was 19 87, 88, we came out with the fax machine, and that revolutionized how quickly things happened. Then email came out in the early 1990s, and now we have the iPad. We have so many things that's changing how we go to market, how we do business. And in some cases, it could be a change in the market demand or the consumer buying patterns. There are things now that 
we do what we need where five years ago it was not even thought about. I remember when in the late in the mid I think it was the mid to late nineteen nineties, uh before that we had to go into the gas station or the convenience store to pay for gas. Then they had pay at the pump. And when all of the companies start uh the gas station started going to pay at the pump, there was one particular gas station around the corner from me. Uh this guy decided he wasn't gonna do it. And guess what? He's no longer in business. As a matter of fact, he didn't last probably six months. I know definitely no longer than a year after pay at the pump because no one wanted to go back in. So we have to be mindful of changes in technology. We have to be mindful of changes in market demand or consumer buying patterns. And with some entities also, the union may be a factor. So these are things that we have to take in consideration when we are preparing to pursue an organization or an individual and their company. All right, so I want to get into, as much as I can, talking about personal needs as well. Because as along with developing a clear understanding and assessment of a company's organizational needs regarding profitability, performance of their people, their business place, or their technology, we have to understand the people that we will be doing business with on a day-in and day-out basis. And they have their own personal needs. And there is the same. People like people who are like them. People like people who are like them. And in many of my workshops, I'll talk about different scenarios. And then I'll ask my, my clients or my audience, my participants of my workshop, I'll say, now, if you were me, if it was you, would you call on prospect A, prospect B, or prospect C? And in many cases, uh, they'll say, well, I'll call on prospect B. And I say, well, really? Why is that? And they say, well, because based on the assessment you gave of that individual, they sound a lot like me. And I think I would, I would work well with them. And the thing that I have to point out in the class is it's not about you. It's not about us as sales professionals. It's all about the client. It's about us understanding what they're looking to accomplish and show how we can help them get it. And it's not about who we are most comfortable with. As a matter of fact, in many instances, the people that can help you the most, you're probably going to be the most uncomfortable with. So we have to do what's going to move the sales football forward. It's not about our comfort. It's about the outcome that we're looking to accomplish. So I want to talk very quickly about six different types of personal needs. Okay. And we want to talk about the first one, someone who has the need for power, the need for power. All right. And this person has the desire to project their power and influence over others. Okay, someone who has the need for power has the tendency to intimidate. In some cases, it's unintentional. In some cases, it's very intentional. All right? They want information quickly. Less information is important. Less information is better to them than too much. Instead of giving this type of individual a research paper, 
you're better off giving them a pie chart. They can get the data they need in a short period of time. Okay, they have a tendency to want control, and someone who has a need for power, they make quick decisions. As a matter of fact, I really appreciate people who have the need for power because they tell you the truth and they don't waste your time. Okay, uh, they can uh, come across as impatient, so it, with them, you don't want to take too long to make your point. You want to be concise and you want to be to point. They have a tendency to feel like they. They need to win, the bottom line. They need to feel like they won. And in some cases, someone who has a need for power, they may need to feel like you you lost. So if you're working with that type of individual and you're coming up with a pricing strategy, you never go in to someone who has a need for power rock bottom. Because they don't believe, even if they told you, you need to give me your best price. They don't expect you to give them <laughs> your best price. So if you go in rock bottom, you're going to end up in the basement where basically you either will lose the business because you have to walk away or you, it's not profitable business because you had to go down even further to win it. And they know what they want and they have a tendency to take a look at the big picture. And they're the type of individual that may make you wait. In the lobby, even if the appointment was for 315 or 330, uh, if the appointment was 330, you may have to wait until 345. And that's just a part of the game. They have a tendency to create stress in the people around them. They uh, they don't care. They don't have stress, but they're just carriers. They they allow the, they cause the other people around them to have stress. And if you're going to meet with someone who has the need for power, the best thing I I can recommend you do is when you walk in, you shake their hand and you say, Mr. Johnson, I appreciate you seeing me today and I realize you're a busy person, so I'm going to get right to the point. That's how you talk with someone who has the need for power. They will appreciate that. And, And really what you're kind of doing is mirroring them. So let's talk about, we just talked about how to recognize them. We gave you a list of things. And if you haven't received a... If you don't have a pen, you need to grab one because I'm going to give you a lot of information. And the good news is this show is archived so you can listen to it again. But it's a lot of rich information. How do you sell to someone who has this particular need? Well, first and foremost, you allow whatever it is you're providing to be their idea. All right. Let them do the majority of the talking and acknowledge their authority and expertise on certain subject matters. You have to come across as confident and self-assured, not cocky, but you're confident of your knowledge. And keep in mind, when you're talking to someone about your products or services, 98% of the time, you know more about your products and services than they do. So let that turn into power for you. All right. Be prepared. Do your homework before you, you walk into their office. You do not want to walk into an the office of someone who has a need for power and say, so what do you guys do around here anyways? (laughs) You know, it's not going to be a good day for you. All right, limit the details. As I say, less is more. Be prepared to move quickly. What I like to do when I, especially I'm working with someone who has a need for power, I want to have all of the possible options covered when I go in for that meeting. So if they're ready to do something, 
I have already planned it out and I can tell them that. Or I'll try to find out in advance what are the tough questions they could ask me that I need to be prepared for. All right? Don't be intimidated by them. Do not be intimidated. I'll never forget I was working with this company for the first time and this uh, CEO happened to sit in on the training and it was at the beginning of the training uh, workshop and I asked my audience, I said, what would you like to gain from this, this workshop? And everybody was telling me what they wanted to gain and they were serious and the CEO, he said, I want to know why we have to keep attending these blah, blah, blah workshops and he used some profanity and I looked at him okay and I just gave, gave him a faint smile and I wrote down what he said and then I went on to the next person I said who's next and I gotta tell you that blew his mind because one of the things he liked to do is just rattle trainers he would come in and say that to one of the other people that came in as a trainer and they would just become flabbergasted or, and, and just they would lose it from that point. I, but I smiled at him and wrote down exactly what he said. And he told me after, the, after my workshop, he said that really impressed him. And he would tell other people as he introduced me to them about that scenario. Let me tell you what I did to this guy. And guess what he did? He just smiled at me and went on about his business. So don't let someone who has the need for power intimidate you. You want to always give yourself room to negotiate. You want to maintain strong eye contact with this type of individual, and you want to talk bottom line. So let's talk about some words that make sense to this type of individual as well, all right? If you use words like, they will have control, or this is a very strong solution, strong, controlled, dynamic. This allows them to leverage their investment. The word leverage is a powerful word for them. It, it will give you mobility. All right? So con control, strong, dynamic, leverage, mobility, conclusive. Figure out ways to work these types of terms in your conversation, in your presentation, in the emails you send them, in your telephone conversations, any type of communication. All right? Talk about influence. Talk about authority, how this will allow them to dominate the marketplace. They like words that exemplify power. Use the word powerful uh, without question. These are terms that you can use that they will appreciate. And it's time for another break. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. And I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and we'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network it's time to take charge of your own career path but how do you get started first tune into the career confidant with marie zimanoff each show will feature national business leaders tips and insight from marie and her guests career management tools and a weekly career smart tip She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in for What About Wealth every week. 
to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and we're talking about how to identify the personal needs of your clients so you can be more effective in working with them and selling to them and influencing decisions. So we just talked about someone who had the need for power. All right, let's talk about the next one. This is person has the need for achievement and someone who has the need for achievement has the need to produce results and their goal is to effect positive change now someone who has the need for achievement it's not a selfish motive all right they're doing it for the sake of their team for the sake of their department for the sake of their clients but in order to help their team or clients or department be successful they will make you jump through hoops and many of you will recognize this type of individual uh, because they're going to expect you to respond to their voice messages in 15 to 20 minutes. They uh, want you to respond to emails uh, in short order. They want your personal cell phone number. They may even want your home number because the goal is to get it done. So how do you recognize an achievement personal need? Well, as I just mentioned, they're extremely goal-oriented and task-oriented. They're extremely hard workers. In many cases, they're the first ones in and sometimes the last to leave in their office, okay? Uh, extremely successful and, successful, and I would call them the, the driver type. They're pushing things. They're pushing things to get it done. Um, their office may be in chaos, but they, that's because they aren't worried about the details, they'll focus on the outcome, all right? They'll have multiple projects going on at any given time, and they just make things happen. They're bottom line oriented, and their goal is to use all of their resources to their full capacity. In many cases, you'll find that this person will even skip lunch, all right? And they want a fast response, as I said a little earlier. So how do you sell to this type of individual with them? Talk bottom line, all right? Show how what you providing can meet their objectives, the outcome they're looking for. Get information back to them quickly and act as a resource to them. 
Anytime you find something that can help them, don't wait for them to ask for it. If you can be there and give it to them beforehand, that's all the better. All right. Use breakfast meetings. Use uh, meetings at at times where it's convenient for them. Call before and after business hours. They're there. You can call at 7 o'clock in the morning, and they'll pick up. I have clients like that. Uh, I don't wait until 8 or 9 o'clock. I can call them at 7, and that works out better for both of us because their phone is not ringing from anyone else yet. All right? So you want to be well-informed and prepared. Also, be flexible when you're talking to this type individual. Do not make a promise that you can't keep. Do not make a promise that you can't keep. And if, a some, if something comes up where you will not be able to keep that promise, you want to call this individual and let them know what the problem is, but you also want to have the solution. Listen, the shipment is running late, so it will not be there in two days. It's going to be there in six days. But what we're going to do is we're going to provide loaner tables, loaner chairs. We're going to provide some other material for you for you to use for those five days so if you're going to go to them with a problem you must have the solution as well all right and um, you want to stay in control as much as possible and follow up let's talk about very quickly the types of words that make sense to this type of individual Uh, words like productivity words results bottom line Return on investment or ROI. Measurable. If you can use these words in your presentations, in your communications, I'm telling you these words will have an impact on them. Uh, Goals and objectives. This will help you accomplish the exact outcome you desire. Accomplish. Achieve. Streamline. Improve. This is an effective use of your organization's resources. Effective. Vast difference. These are all words that will appeal to someone who has the need for achievement. Let's talk about recognition. Recognition. Someone who has a need for recognition, they have the need to be held in high esteem by others whether they deserve it or not. (laughs) And as we go through these, I want you to try to put some faces to these types of personal needs, okay? Uh, They're the type of individual that will name drop, extremely talkative, uh, just about everything was their idea. They want the credit, whether they deserve it or not. Uh, You'll find numerous awards on their walls, and they are looking for special favors. Hey, you know, if you can get them some tickets to the basketball game, the baseball game, hockey, take them to lunch. They want someone to listen to how great they are and who else thinks they're great. It's, it's about their ego predominantly. Okay. They have a big ego. And, you know, in that case, you stroke it. All right. They like nice lunches. They like the visits. They want to tell you who they played golf with this weekend, by the way. And I I, I can think of a perfect scenario that was really funny. This happened on The Apprentice several years ago where uh, this one lady, her name was Jen. She was the project manager for this particular project. And they had to come up with a marketing campaign for Levi Jeans. 
All right. She came up with this idea and her team shot it down. And then there was another lady on her team that came up with an idea. And she said, what a ridiculous idea. And the team loved the idea. So they started doing the other lady's idea. And the team was so engaged and into it. And Jen, was they just kept showing the camera of her over in the corner, pouting about how ridiculous this is. This doesn't make any sense if we aren't going to win like this. But when they got before the panel of Levi Jean's executives, they loved the idea. And they looked at Jen, the project manager who fought the whole thing, and said, Jen, we just want to commend you for helping your team establish such an amazing idea. Congratulations. And Jen looked at everybody and she said, thank you. And then, as you know, the camera swung immediately to the lady who actually came up with the idea and she was fuming. She was fuming. I mean, so in front of millions of people, it was clear that Jen had the need for recognition because she took an idea that someone else came up with and then claimed it as her own. So what words make sense to someone who has a need for recognition? Accepted, popular, you know, your point of view makes sense. Uh, This will provide high visibility for you and your company. Uh, This is a high-profile project, and this type of solution or product that we're providing will fit best for a high-profile project like this, all right? And deserving credit, and you're right, and it's, it's about them. So that's how you handle someone who has the need for recognition. So we talked about the need for power. We talked about the need for achievement. We talked about the need for recognition. Let's talk about the need for affiliation. Okay, someone who has the need for affiliation, they have the need to belong. They want to have a relationship. They want to have a team relationship. They want to know how can you work together. As a matter of fact, They're so opposite from the person who has the the need for power. Remember, we talked about the person who has the need for power. You walk in and say, hey, I realize you're a busy person, so I want to get right to the point. You cannot have that same approach with someone who has the affiliation need because they will be so taken back. They want to know what happened over the weekend with you. They want to know if you have kids. Do you have a dog? You have to invest that type of conversation with them to get them to want to feel comfortable doing business with you. If you're saying, but that's not who I am, I get straight to business. Well, as I said at the beginning of the show, it's really not about you. It's about you being able to adapt to your audience. It's uh, interesting. I had a friend from Miami that was visiting the past couple of days and I went and had dinner with him last night, and we always talk business. We talk about what's going on. And he, when I was in Miami one time, he went uh, sporting clay shooting with me, a trap shooting. That's when you have the shotgun and you say, pull, and the clay target goes flying out into the sky and you blow it up, you know, with with the shotgun. And he'd only done that one time in his life. But he mentioned to me how he recently gained a client because as he was talking to the client about what his hobbies were, the guy said, I really love trap shooting. He said, oh, I did that once. That was a lot of fun. And they got into the conversation about trap shooting, and the guy liked him because they could relate to something. 
And he ended up getting the business. So that's what we're talking about with affiliation. These types of individuals, they want to build a relationship with you. All right. Uh, so basically, they like small talk. They are friendly. With them, you use the first name. With someone who has the need, especially for power, you start off using their surname. Mr. Johnson, thanks again for seeing me today. By the way, is Mr. Johnson how you prefer to be addressed? All right. So they are brand name conscious and they're concerned about the effects of their decisions on others. And they like to do business with people they feel that are their friends. All right. And basically, they are slow to make changes. And you may find some of these individuals in what we call the good old boy, good old girl network because they like being comfortable with who they're around and who they're working with. So let's talk about how do you sell to this type of individual? How do you sell to this type of individual? You take time to become friends with this type of person. You call on them often. You make small talk. You relate benefits to people in the company. You know, if you go with this particular chair, I feel confident it's going to reduce Sarah's backache and you're going to have less absentee with her and she's going to be a much happier employee. Okay, so you make it personal. All right. Uh, you send articles about organizations you know that they like. You just stay connected with them. You're going to have to be patient because, as I said, they don't make decisions as quickly as someone who has the need for power. All right. You want to consult with their team. You listen, thank you for sharing this time with me today, Dave. And I know this is an important project for you. So what I'd like to do now is meet with other individuals on your team who will be directly responsible for some of the topics me and you discussed today. Oh, absolutely, Ty. And they will funnel you down with their endorsement. All right. But the bottom line is, in order to sell to them, get them talking. All right. Don't expect your proposal to be sold immediately to them. They are slow and take your time. They like good jokes. They like appropriate jokes. We're going to take our last and final break, and when we come back, I'm going to wrap up with affiliation and talk about two more types of personal needs. So you're listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and we will talk to you shortly. Stay tuned. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of business. Learn how you can become the transformational leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation. The Future of Business with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. How is your plan going? Could you use a little help on your path to success? Why not step up and play big? Join host Chris Ruisi for a show that will help you identify the possibilities that await you. 
Too many people succumb to just being average when they could be exceeding average without too much more effort. It's time for you to become exceptional. Raise the bar to your success. Basically, it's time for you to step up and play big. Join Chris Ruisi every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Maynor or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and we're talking today about how to identify and sell to the personal needs of your clients. So we've been talking about personal needs, and we've mentioned four so far. I have a couple more I'd like to talk about, but let's finish up with affiliation. Let's talk about the words that make sense to someone who has the need for affiliation. You, talk, you can use terms like trust. You can use terms that refer to the team or teamwork. You can talk about how your ideas or your services can help boost morale, how it can facilitate cooperation among the different departments. Uh, you can talk about how it can form an alliance, dependability, workflow. Those are the type of words that they appreciate. And like I say, this may be a show you have to listen to a couple of times, but the good news is they're archived. Let's talk about the person who has a need for order. All right? The person who has a need for order, they have to have definition and structure at every turn. The T's have to be crossed and the I's have to be dotted. All right. They are extremely logical and detail oriented, precise. They like an agenda. They want data and numbers. They want to know when the shipment was when the order was placed, when the shipment will leave, when you will receive it, when it will be delivered and installed. And they want to know it by the timeline. So that's someone who has the need for order. And how do you sell to someone who has the need for order? You have to be prepared. Be organized. Keep them informed. If there's going to be any change in delivery date or you completing your project with them, let them know and give them the accurate time. They will appreciate it. Always have an agenda and do everything in your power to stay on schedule. Communicate with them frequently through all of the venues. You can call them, send them a text, uh, an email, but just keep them informed. And... What words make sense to them? Like logical. We have a step-by-step process. We have a structured process. Thorough. We will have a thorough assessment, organized, planned. Words like systematic. They like a detailed approach. Detailed. A controlled environment. Our criteria, 
These are the words. These are the words that appeal to them. They absolutely love. All right? So that's the person that has the need for order. And let's talk about, last but not least, the individual that has the need for safety. There's a lot of them out there that has the need for safety. And this type of person wants to basically avoid risk and have certainty. All right. So they don't want to make a decision that potentially could go wrong and then have people looking at them. So this is the type of person that wants test results. They want a proven product. They, uh, they would rather buy from the big guy versus someone small because they, 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 want, they like the name recognition. They're going to ask you for 50 references <laughs> uh, or testimonials, and they will move slowly through the sales process. And they, in many cases, they're looking for reasons why it won't work. So have as much documentation and proof sources as possible if you identify that you're working with someone who has a need for safety. They want to talk about your warranty. They want to know if you can have a performance guarantee. Okay, and so just understand the source and be prepared for it. Now, how do you sell to someone? As I said, have your proof sources ready. Set up access to technical experts that can communicate their language and help them understand and feel comfortable. Move slowly. Take them to see actual presentations or a demonstration of the product and how it works. You want to make it a safe decision. For this type of individual, you want to show any guarantees and cost justifications because that's what's going to help them feel comfortable in making the recommendation or if they're the decision maker making the decision or if they are the TLC approving the decision. So be prepared for many calls before a commitment and ask for small, small steps. All right, and you want to minimize this person's personal risk. You want to make it a safe decision. So what types of words do you use with someone who has the personal need of safety? The, the word guarantee, proven, safe, reliable. This is a tested product. This product has stood the test of time and successful. It's well-respected. These words they appreciate. It's risk-free, tried and true, backed by extensive research. Authorities and experts, this is what they have to say about our services or about our products. And it's certain to help you accomplish the outcomes you said you were looking for. Certain, assured, I'm confident this is going to meet your needs now and well into the future, Mr. Johnson. This product and our service services have been validated by, and you give the names of the organizations that's validated it, fail safe. These are the types of words that you use with someone who has the need for safety. And the key is you want to be able to recognize and identify these needs very quickly. Uh, one of the best ways to do that is to talk to someone who knows them, if at all possible, before you even meet with them. Now, you've heard me use the term coach, identifying a coach. If someone refers you to this person, use that person who gave you the referral as the coach. What can you tell me about John? Uh-huh. 
what's normally the best time to try to try to reach him? If you could identify him, uh, his personality trait, what would you say? Would you say he's a driver or is he laid back? Try to get as much data and information as you possibly can. All right. So we at the end of the show again. And I tell you, I was just talking to my my engineer how fast this time goes. But our goal is to continue to provide top shelf information to you. And I just want to thank you because I have received uh, many calls from from many of you to to be coaches uh to to be a coach to you and you a mentee and i've been getting a lot of information about the results you're receiving so if you are ready to take your sales acumen to the next level if you're looking for someone who's been there and done that and has worked with over 40,000 sales professionals and can help you get the same type of results they get give me a call you can reach me at 888-605-1040. Okay, that's 888-605-1040. Or you can contact me at ty, T-Y-E, at tymaynergroup.com. T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. And we love to talk to you to see how we can help you in your quest to be the best. And by the way, I also have... One of my amazing sales camps coming up April the 14th through the 17th in Tampa, Florida. It's four days, an intense sales boot camp that when you leave, you will be mainerized and you will be able to kick the sales door off of hinges. So go to our website. Uh, and look up under training at tymanorgroup.com. It'll give you information about Ty Maynard's Fast Track Sales Camp. You do not want to miss this. You want to be a part of it because we cover every aspect of the sales process where you get one-on-one coaching to help you in your quest to be the best. Well, our time is up. It's always a pleasure to invest this hour in you. And we look forward to talking to you next week. But in the meantime, Forget patience, let's sell something. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. 